Brethren, and welcome to the Leaves of Air Night podcast. I'm your host, Scotty Cheap Wolf Sundahl. I hope you all had a badass and blessed week. Well, guys, looks like the battle storage is on of the front lines. More carnage awaits, brethren. Let's go stack up some more. False doctrine kills. As always, if you have any questions or concerns, you can contact me at scottyblade99 at gmail.com. That is scottyblade99 at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on Facebook. Also, you can request to start up with the badass Christian Militia Facebook group. Okay, brethren. Please grab your trusty Demon Slayer guides, also known as your Bibles. Alright, as always, let's just do a let's open up a prayer. Alright. Dear Lord, we're here to get, we're uh, gathered together this night to get into your word, Lord. We're here to slay false doctrines, Lord. We're trying to, uh, get, Remove the blindness that has taken, taken over the church, Lord. Where your warrior is the truth, Lord. Lord, we ask you protect us. Can you guide all of us in our lives, Lord? We're, we're, we just want to get closer to you, Lord. We're trying, just, we're trying to get deeper. Get, we're trying to form a deeper relationship with you, Lord. We do this for you, Lord, in your name. Issue us one day, pray. Amen. Okay, tonight. Okay, brother. So tonight will be part six. Because so once saved, always saved, brethren. So last week we read from uh, Hebrews chapter ten, verses twenty-six through thirty-one, and to summarize it. Basically, it was saying, it was one thing for you to go out and sin before Yeshua. Yeah, it was abominable and disgusting, but how much worse that Yeshua has come the grace and love of God has been exposed to the world. And then you go out and sin. What's worse, do you think, your punishment would be for trampling the gift of Yeshua? We need to be more afraid of sin now that Yeshua gets come. But the modern church says, don't worry about sin. 
you won't be you won't be condemned. But under grace, rather than Yeshua has shown us the path to righteousness, revealed to us knowledge of the truth. Once we receive the truth, we have more responsibility. I hate that some churches teach that Yeshua has done away with the concept of punishment and the payment of sin. But I say, never try to justify sin. Grace is not a license to sin. Brother, remember, grace is for the humble and repentant, not for the arrogant and repentant. The wages of sin is still death. If you choose to continue living in sin, you will die. Yeshua came to cleanse us of sin, not to erase the law and promote lawlessness. He came to teach us how to pursue righteousness and obedience. Our goal is to try and live like Yeshua, for he is our example to live by. Okay, then I went on to talk about the wrath of God. I went to Deuteronomy chapter 32. In it, we read that God will severely punish those to turn away from him and pursue abominable ways. Those that engage in lawless behavior. The point I was trying to make was wrath of God is going to happen again. But this time on a global scale. And the wrath will be poured upon the ungodly and the unrepentant. Lastly, I explained the seven found plagues that will occur in the last days of the tribulation. And I brought attention to, to the behavior of those being punished. They continued to blaspheme. They did not repent even in agony of going through the plagues. Truly a rebellious and lawless bunch. We don't want to be considered like them. The moral of the story, except Yeshua, and pursue righteousness, repent of sin and you will, you will be spared. Okay, brethren, let's return to the Book of Life. Now I'd like to talk more about how one can be erased from it. Remember, guys, to, to be erased from the book, book, you have to have been originally a part of it. All right, brethren, so I found another weapon for us to use against, against the once saved, always saved doctrine. Please turn with me to Revelation chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. 
So here, you see Yeshua is giving a warning to a certain church. Alright, let's go. To the angel of the church in Sardis. Right, before I could. Alright. So, yes, I'll say it again. So, we're going to go to Revelation chapter 3, verse 1 through 5. That's going to be a quick, kind of like a overview of it. So, in these verses, we see Yeshua giving a warning to the church. So, it says, to the angel of the church of Sardis, right? Sorry about that. I, I'm trying to read the script that I wrote. It's all screwed up. So yeah, so we're talking about the Church of Sardis. I was going to say something about the other one. No, before I continue. So, we need to remember that this is a warning to people in the faith, not of believers and heathens. Alright, I'll continue. These things says, He who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, you are alive that you are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain, that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember therefore how you have received and heard, hold fast and repent. So here Yeshua is saying that the church of Sardis is slipping. They are at fault before him. Alright, brother, please pay close attention to the phrase hold fast and repent. So here the church of Sardis is showing some sort of backslide. They are not living up to the expectations of Yeshua. Yeshua is telling them to turn back to him and to repent for what? For what I'm assuming is complacency and distraction. Alright, continuing on. Therefore, if you will not watch, I'll come upon you as a thief. If you will not know what hour I will come upon you. You have a few names even the Sardis, who, who have not defiled their garments, they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He, or, he who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments. I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Yeshua is here, Yeshua is wanting people that we made faithful. He's looking for men and women who have desire to overcome sin and those that resist the ways of the world.
For those who commit to the faith and endure till the end, they shall remain in the book of life. So, if it's impossible to lose your salvation, then the word to Sardis is pointless. To be honest, the majority, majority of the Bible is a warning. If it's impossible to lose your salvation, then God wasted his time even giving us the word. Brother, the one saved, always saved, said horde is starting to thin. We, with the help, we, with the help from the book of Exodus, the book of Hebrews, and the book of Revelation, are pushing the one saved, always said, is pushing the one saved, always saved, doctrine back down its hole. They can, they can flee back to its trench. Brethren, we need to rescue the, the prisoners that have been taken captive by the heresy, known as the once saved, always saved, false doctrine. We need to remo remove the blindfolds that have been placed on the eyes of the victims. Those that have followed blindly behind the wolves that stuck into the houses of God. What said always saved is so dangerous because it teaches that repentance isn't needed. Remember, cowardice and believes that they can't sin. It's impossible once they come into the faith. Brother, this is so freaking perverted. It's making my eyes bleed. Can you believe people actually fall head or heels for this hot garbage? Okay, brethren. Time for my long break. Well, you know what that means. It's time for some metal. Oh, yeah. Take out to your butts, my dudes. Tonight's song is titled The Murderer off of Searching Strategies news album The Struggles of the Earthly Ones. Okay, guys, enjoy. I'll be right back.
end this fight once and for all. Know that the one saying always say doctrine is hiding in his trench. Now is the time to eradicate the enemy. Now the combat shotguns and shovels we're gonna, going to we're going in. Spiritually speaking, of course. Okay, guys. For, the, for those that believe in this false doctrine, I beg you, look no further than the book of First Samuel, the story of King Saul, the first man to lose salvation. The first thing you need to know about him, he was called by God. First Samuel chapter 10, verse 24. And Samuel said to all the people, Do you see him whom the Lord has chosen, that there is no one like him among all the people? So all the people shouted and said, Long live the king. As, as believers today, we are called. John chapter 10, verse 44. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Matthew chapter 22, verse 14. For many are called, but few are chosen. Okay, guys, the next thing you need to know about Saul. He was also anointed king, and he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. First Samuel, 
chapter 10, verse 9 through 10. So it, so it was when he had turned his back to go from Samuel that God gave him another heart. And all, the, and all those signs came to pass that day. And they came, when they came there to the hill, there was a group of prophets to meet him. The Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied among them. Saul felt much favor in the eyes of God, but over time he began to fall away from God. He started to rebel and commit acts of severe disobedience. First Samuel first fifteen or first first Samuel chapter fifteen verse twenty three. For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. Its stubbornness is it as iniquity iniquity and idolatry because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He also has rejected you from being king. Brethren, if we reject God, he will reject us. If we turn our backs on God, he will turn his back on us. Time, time after time, the Bible warns us about the repercussions of disobedience and rebellious behavior. Exodus chapter 32, verse 33. The Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot out of the book. Again, beloved, if it's impossible to lose your salvation, why does the Bible give us so many warnings about it? There is a there is no denying it. The loss of salvation is a clear and present threat. If individual that was once saved absolutely is not always saved. To be to be always saved, you must be an individual that is Repentant, obedient, and faithful. Never abandon the faith. Never forsake God. Brother, decide now your path. Do you pick obedience? Or do you pick disobedience? The choice is yours, not God's. He gave you free will. He just asks that you choose wisely. Anyway, back to uh, back to Saul. After he had, he had been rejected by God, the search for his replacement began. First Samuel, chapter sixteen, verses thirteen through fourteen. Mm -hmm. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David. From that, from that day forward, so Samuel rose and went to Rabah, 
But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. And a distressing spirit from the Lord told him. Okay, so we know that God chose David because he was a man after God's heart. He was found more worthy than Saul. I think Isaiah chapter 59 is a great example of what happened to Saul. Behold, Lord, Lord, Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquity, your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Brethren, God will not dwell in wickedness, and he will not bless disobedience. Saul abandoned God, not the other way around. God called Saul, anointed him king, and he was anointed by the Spirit of God. Saul is a traitor, plain and simple. Because of his treachery, he fell for grace. Beloved, grace can be taken away from us. God's mercy can be revoked. Here, turn with me to Second Samuel chapter 7, verse 13 through 15. He shall build a house for my name. I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commits inequity, I will chase him with the rod of men and with the blows of the sons of men. And my mercy shall not depart from him. As I took it from Saul, when I removed from before you. Did you notice that, guys? But my mercy shall not depart from him. As I took it from Saul, whom I removed from before you, God clearly states he took his mercy from Saul. By the way, by the way, the passage is about God talking to David, saying his son, Solomon, will be established that he will build the holy temple. So anyway, guys, that was a bare pill to swallow. God's mercy and grace has limits. But Saul was unique. He was given much by God. Who he gives much, he expects much. Saul chose the path of rebellion, just like Lucifer. Total rejection of God and his truth. Brother, if any of you have been rebellious, please repent and get back on the path of obedience. Do not be Saul. Do 
Do not test God. We are in the end days. We cannot fall from God now. Now is the time to get serious from the faith. Okay, brethren. It's time to wrap up for the night. As always, thank you for tuning in. Until next time, stay frosty and slay on. Hoorah!